Hello, it's Nia and Trent from the Trident Networks Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod, where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested best pasta shape bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough. And remember, may, may the, the thing, thing with, with the, the most votes win. Sam, how would you like to start Christmas vacation a day early? How? With a snow day. A what? A snow day. You know, my cousin Stan lives in Boston, and he said every once in a while they get so much snow they have to close down the schools because they can't clear the roads fast enough. We can do it with this. Just put it outside, crank up the volume, and make it snow real hard. Are you nuts? Do you know how much trouble we could get in? Sam, how happy would everybody be if we actually had a white Christmas in L.A.? For like the first time ever. We'd be doing this incredible service for the community. Well... And guess what else? If tomorrow's a snow day, then we have two extra weeks to do that dumb creative writing assignment. And more important, we have a whole extra day to plan what we're going to wear for Blake's party. My favorite part was that Blake was like half their size. Four, four, eight. Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to the commentaries. Thank you. Welcome to you and welcome to all of our listeners today. We're talking about the ultimate Christmas present. Yes, because it is the holiday season. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we had to do this episode right now. Yeah. Christmas never dies. No, Chris, no, especially in Allie's world. Christmas never no, dies. No, it's always alive in my <laughs> heart. Unlike the Grinch, my heart is two sizes too big. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, okay. The Oh, first, I have to do a correction from something I said during our uh, Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire episode mm-hmm. where I said that Caroline Ray was this I I said that the movie came out before Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I was incorrect. Sabrina mm. the Teenage Witch started in 1996. Oh. So, I don't know why I thought that. I don't know if I like saw something that threw me on IMDb or if I was just literally inventing that mm-hmm. in my head. I could not tell you at this point. It's too far wow. back in time, but Looks like you're fired. I want to. Yeah, I wanted to. Fired. Let you I'm going to be know. doing this podcast all by myself. Yeah, now because I'm always right. It'll probably be better that way. So, uh, <laughs> no, it's, that's it's been wrong. Real. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of um <laughs> and two and a half hour episodes. <laughs> yeah, I don't stop talking. <laughs> no, I meant more because you wouldn't edit them. You just post. Oh, them yeah. No, I would just include everything. That's very true. Um. Okay. The Ultimate Christmas Present came out December 1st, 2000. So this is the last of the 2000s DCOMs. Oh, wow. Yep. Obviously, it was for the Christmas holiday. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. this is a pretty big deal. The 2000s were the last year ever that a DCOM came out every single month of the year. We made it through. We did. Uh, The Ultimate Christmas Present was directed by none other than Greg Beeman. Yay! Buzz buzz! We buzz, love buzz. the B-Man! Uh, Greg Beeman, in case uh, this is your first episode or you forgot, uh, also directed Under Wraps, the original, mm-hmm. Brink, Horse mm-hmm. Sense, Miracle in Lane 2, and a movie we haven't seen yet, Ring of Endless Light. Mm. And I think Ring of Endless Light is his last decom. I think you are correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, he, Val, makes a cameo in this movie. He does? He does. Where? It's the only one that he makes a cameo in. I did not go back and look at it, but he is the newsroom director. Oh. Yeah, he has no lines. I think he's just there. Okay. Um, ha- may- Might have to go back and look for it, but uh, I thought that was really interesting. This is yeah. the one he makes a cameo in. Huh. That is interesting. I wonder what 
prompted him to do that. Maybe someone didn't show up for work that day. Yeah. Oh, fine. I'll do it. (laughs) Uh, The ultimate Christmas present was written by Hallie Einhorn, of which this was her only credit. Whoa. And then Michael Hitchcock, who is actually an actor as well as being a writer. So he's he's a character actor. You will undoubtedly recognize him if you look him up on IMDb. I'm about to do it right now. But he has also apparently written a lot. Um, he's written a ton of Glee episodes. He wrote a bunch of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend episodes. Um, oh, this guy. Yeah, that guy, right? Exactly. Like, he's very recognizable if you are sort of a general TV watcher. And he's in a lot of the th- the shows that he, write- he wrote for as well. Okay. So that's, like, I recognize, like, he had a part on Glee. He has a part in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Like, he is in a lot of oh, these shows. Maybe Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is what yeah. I recognize him from. And Barb and Star. Yeah, he wrote Barb and Star. He, he, so he's like, he's working. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, this was like early in his writing career. Cool. So we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit about uh, my thoughts on the writing of this, of this particular movie. But he has had a great career and that's great for him. Okay. Good. The cast. Hallie Hirsch played Allison or Allie, uh, Allie Rachel Thompson as we learn at the end. And she was in You've Got Mail. I recognized her from ER. She played mm. Dr. Green's daughter and had similar energy to this character. So maybe that's her thing. Um, mm-hmm. She's She still acts, but not much. So she had like a few credits, but not a ton uh, more recently. Uh, Brenda Song played Sam. Uh, or Samantha Elizabeth Kwan, as we learn in the movie, she has done a ton of stuff. She's mm-hmm. a she's a D- gal. Um, so she was in another decom. Get a clue. Mm-hmm. She was also in Stuck in the Suburbs, which I think is also a decom. Mm-hmm. And with Taryn Killam. Yep. And then she was also in what I am almost positive is a decom. Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. Correct. And which in which I think she's the lead. Yes. And then her, she's really like probably best known for in her younger life being in all of the Sweet Life with Zack and Cody mm-hmm. iterations. So she's been in all of that stuff. And then more recently, she had a multi-episode stint on Station 19 where she played opposite the original Hercules Mulligan from Hamilton. Interesting. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. She is also in the social network. That's right. She is in the social mm-hmm. network. I forgot about that. And she is now married to and has a child with uh, Macaulay Culkin. What? I miss. I don't that. know if they're married, but they have a kid. Yeah, they are. They are together. Whoa, that's mm-hmm. crazy. I can't believe you didn't know that. I thought that everyone knew that. No, <laughs> I don't really like I, I I'm, know, I'm your pop culture queen. Right. Like I'm the IMDb person. I know careers. I don't know. Like, yeah. People magazine stuff. Yeah. Okay. My grandma sends me People Magazine. So. <laughs> My mom reads People Magazine. She's always I like, love it. did you know? And I'm like, no, I definitely don't know. I didn't. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Hallie Todd played mom or Michelle, and she is the mom in Lizzie McGuire. So we had previous movie uh, with dad from Lizzie McGuire. Now we've got mom mm-hmm. from Lizzie McGuire. And this was all before Lizzie McGuire. So obviously this is how they got the role yeah. As the parents on Lizzie McGuire, which is really interesting and fun. Yeah, I love that. She was great. Yeah, she was great. Um, okay. Spencer Breslin played Joey, the little brother. Spencer obviously is sibling to Abigail. And Spencer doesn't really act much anymore, but he was pretty active as a child. He was in all the sequels to the Santa Claus. He was also in the Cat in the Hat. He was in Raising Helen, which is what I know him most from and a number of other things. But yeah, he was mostly. I looked him up, too. He's now um, a bartender. Oh, interesting. Uh, Greg Keane plays the dad, Steve. I've never seen him in my life. Yeah, he's a character actor, but he's not really been in anything of note. Neither were either Mr. or Mrs. Claus. John B. Lowe played Santa Claus and Susan Rutten or Rutan played uh, Mrs. Claus. They are both lifelong character actors, but again, didn't really have anything that stood out. 
John Sally played the elf Crumpet, and he is probably most recognizable from the Bad Boys franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in all of those movies. He's done, obviously, other stuff, too, but that's uh, probably the most prominent thing he's been in. He's very handsome. Yeah, he's he's good looking. It's hard to look at elves being silly and think hot. But yeah, you know, when I looked at him as an elf, I was like, they didn't really match his elf ear to his skin tone. So it was like pretty obvious. Yeah. Or ear shape. Like his ear, the inner part. Like you can tell it was it was Ben Nye putty. (laughs) That was on his ear. Yep. They really didn't do a great job of of that. No, that wasn't their sponsor. Special effects. (laughs) Makeup. Yeah. And then Bill Fagerbakey. Uh, Is that how you say it? Yes. Bill Fagerbakey played Sparky, the other elf. And you will hopefully recognize him, or maybe not, from his stint as the mummy in Under Wraps. Um, But he also was the stepdad in Under Wraps, so he was unwrapped for part of that movie and of course he also is patrick star on spongebob no, this is patrick <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was waiting for <laughs> no. hey spongebob oh, and if this wasn't a role for him i don't know oh my was. god he was so great he was patrick he was just He was human Patrick. Yeah, he was human Patrick. And then Peter Scolari played Edwin Hadley, the weatherman. Um, And he, I mean, he's been in lots of stuff. He's like, what was he just recently passed away, actually. But he. Oh, no. Yeah. Like just at the end of this past year, I think he was like really good friends with Tom Hanks. They did Bosom Buddies together. He was on New Heart. Much more recently, he was the dad in Girls. So people our age might recognize him more from that. But he definitely had probably the biggest career other than Patrick Starr out of everyone yeah. on this list. So that's the cast. The synopsis is short. After their plan to make it snow in Los Angeles goes awry, two youngsters join forces with Santa Claus to set things right. The one on IMDb was pretty good. You want me to read it? A girl steals a weather machine from Santa Claus to make a snow day. The machine breaks and causes an out-of-control snowstorm. So I guess we could com- like combine the two. Yeah. For the ultimate synopsis. Whoa. The ultimate Christmas synopsis. Love it. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, oh, oh. Al, what were yeah. your first impressions? My first impressions were, your girl loves a Christmas movie, okay? <laughs> Seen them all... So this was a a really nice moment for me to celebrate Christmas after the holiday hath passed. I love Greg Beeman. I'm buzz buzz riding that B train straight to Greg Beeman. Okay. I loved this movie. Wow. I really did. I think I'm going to, I'm going to give it an eight. Wow. Mm -hmm. I like really liked this movie. And my other favorites, I what I really want to do is go back and look at my ratings and like keep track of them. I need to do that. I know that like under wraps is one of my favorites too. And so I think it's really funny that like these two, these two have been like my top two so far. I know you had mentioned that you didn't like some of the writing, but I think that the storyline really just kept moving. I thought that the characters were really great. I liked seeing everyone interact. I I was interested in everyone's story. There was no point where I was bored. There was no point where I wasn't enjoying myself. I I think there were parts where it got serious and they talked about like interesting topics. There were parts where it was just fun and silly. There were, there was a lesson learned. Like it just had, it just had like a good overall theme and it was only 120 100 hour and 20 minutes okay doesn't get better than that <laughs> yeah i'm a big fan val first impressions okay this might be a first where you really liked it and i didn't love it mm-hmm. so i definitely had never seen this before ever okay so that might also be factoring into this because i don't have any like nostalgic affection for this movie mm-hmm. i'm willing to admit that that might be an issue But I did like, I do like Greg Beeman. I think that he does a great job of showing rather than telling in his Mm -hmm. filmmaking style. However, 
I think that the script was extremely explainy. Like even mm-hmm. in the dialogue that I picked for our cold open today, I cut the last couple sentences out of it because they they were unnecessary. Like there's extra everywhere. And like at the end, like I think the message of this movie is great. Like, I think it's wonderful how Allie is sort of like at risk of almost like turning into Edwin, right? Of like becoming kind of like the villain in her own story because she doesn't like address her issue, her own issues. But but we can pick that up. Even a teenager can pick that up from the story without having Santa sit down and literally say those words out loud. So that was mm-hmm. the kind of thing that bothered me about this movie. But I, I think the message is great. I thought the acting was good for the most part. The other thing that I wished is I kind of would have preferred to have seen a movie that was about Sam and her mom because it felt very much like this. There was this moment. Uh, I don't think this is spoiling anything. I don't know. There's there's a moment that's very emotional for Sam and it's it's about her backstory and it's very sad and it's and she acts it very well, but it's sort it's almost used as a mechanism for like getting Allie to think a certain way or to like see things from a different perspective instead of like being about Sam and her experience. And I'm interested in this girl who is being raised by like a single mom who's a doctor and like seeing that story and how they celebrate Christmas. So I don't know if I was just feeling punchy when I watched this movie this morning or what, but I was like not as excited about it as I wanted to be. I wanted so badly to like it. I was really kind of like annoyed by Spencer Breslin, a decent amount of the movie. So there were just things about it that, that kind of like I would have done slightly differently. I also thought the mom's assistant was problematic um so there there were just some things in it that like i maybe would have done a little bit differently but overall i i didn't hate it i just you know like like anything wanted it to to be to live up to its uh its potential a little more yeah i think there was a lot like if they were to rewrite it today or if if they had anyone look over the script (laughs) they would like change a lot but to me, it wasn't enough to, like, bother me about certain things. Totally. You know, like, um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm going to stop. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's interesting that, like, you loved this movie and I wasn't as big mm-hmm. of a fan. Like, I don't think that's and, like, a bad I'm not, thing. And I don't love this movie just because it's a Christmas movie. Like, I there are Christmas movies I do not like. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I just think that it's a fun decom. And, like, I just wanted to give that disclaimer. Yeah, totally. I didn't just like it because it's Christmas and I'm a Christmas tree on the inside of my body. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm just a Christmas tree with skin. That's that's true. Yeah. I mean, there were even some parts where I was just like, Allie, come on, girl. What? Yeah. But then I feel like the moments that she needed happened in this movie. And I agree with you of like the, the the Sam moments I was expecting a little more from. And I think if they had added in 10 more minutes of the movie, so it was. (laughs) 90 minutes instead of 80 we probably would have gotten more context there but i would rather a short movie without too much extra fluff where that's my complaint about a lot of these movies is like you added in these scenes for no reason and you added in this conversation for no reason where i felt like this movie kind of like kept things tight yeah it was definitely better paced than Mm -hmm. like mom's got a date with vampire for example yeah for sure and obviously, Michael Hitchcock, the writer, has done a ton of great work. So, yeah. you know, it, who am I? I haven't, I right. haven't accomplished well, and anything. And it was one of his first things. So I'm sure he, yeah. he's gotten better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I have no animosity towards this movie. I just it mm-hmm. was like one of those things where I just it was it was so great. I wanted it to be even better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just wanted it to, like, be better. Um, I did want to mention, I think it's hilarious that the main character's name is Allie yeah. and the, her best friend's name is Sam. Because for those of you who don't know me personally, my name is Allie and my sister's name is Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom wanted boys and she got her two boys, Sam and Al. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Al. Did you have any favorite quotes or moments? I have a ton of quotes. Let's hear it. First one, I'm going in order. 
do you think people will want to buy dog bones over the internet? <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, get ready. They're about to buy everything on the internet. <laughs> um, I loved the Christmas is all about presents because I agree, but not presents, but presents. Mm-hmm. With a C. <laughs> Christmas Eve, you're crazy. Christmas Eve has been booked solid for like eight months now. And the amount of customer service that I do, that's literally like you're booking your holiday party for a Saturday night in December, the first week of December. You need to reevaluate your entire life. You should be reaching out in October if you're trying to book a holiday party. This is this is suggestions for everyone. My one of my favorite moments was when uh, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus are talking to each other, and they call each other Mama and Papa. Oh. I was like, "That is some key <laughs> shit, man! I love that." I was so confused until oh, she called him Papa it. that I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh God, oh God!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Santa lifts something up, and he goes, "What's this?" And then one of the elves go, "Oh, I know this one. It's a trash can lid." <laughs> I believe it was, ooh. It was definitely him, yeah. Yeah. I loved all of the, because they're in LA, I loved all of the celebrity mentions. Mm-hmm. So we have Jennifer Love Hewitt slipped on ice in Burbank. Mm-hmm. Oh, too bad. <laughs> and the cast of Friends is stuck inside their studio. <laughs> I just love pop culture comments. And yep. I have two more. It's that boring weatherman from TV. I loved the through line of no one liking the weatherman and everyone just shitting on him. And no one so recognizing funny. him. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? And then I loved the, um, this is my last one that's like definitely decom cliche that like we didn't really add, but they're like, what's going on? And Allie goes, it's kind of a long story. <laughs> like, I love shit. Where it's like, so like, it's a long story, Bob. <laughs> Just watch oh, the movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had a lot of a lot of funs, a lot of funs from this one for sure. Val, did you have any favorite quotes or moments? I did. I had some quotes. <laughs> Sam says to Allie at one point, every time you say trust me, I end up in detention or on the missing persons list. <laughs> <laughs> Sam has some good comebacks in this movie. Oh yeah. Christmas is not an industry crumpet. It's a holiday, which is funny because Christmas is definitely an industry. It's an industry. Uh, The exact quote about Jennifer Love Hewitt was very funny. The storm ended at approximately 6 p.m. Small consolation to Jennifer Love Hewitt, who slipped on a patch of black ice. (laughs) Silly. So silly. Um, The I think it's the assistant. When the power goes out, he says, better get home. I don't want to miss the excitement when the pipes burst. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) You know that man lives in an apartment. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, I think those were all the quotes I wrote down. But in terms of moments, I like as far as like well acted, like heart wrenching moments, I definitely thought the scene with Sam talking about her dad was like a really beautiful moment that was well done i i thought that while i thought it was over explained the moment when Allie is kind of coming to terms with why she's doing the things that she's doing um her acting was good like she was sort of reacting and responding in a really authentic way and i definitely like appreciated the physical comedy from um peter scolari he was so silly and they'd had a lot of fun with like visual gags. Like he's a really small man. And the two guys who played elves are like basketball player tall. Um, And so at one point he's like sitting in between them and it's just comical. It's so funny. So yeah, those are probably my favorite quotes and moments. The only other thing I just uh, remembered from my notes is another movie I want to see is Mrs. Claus being an absolute boss. While, she was awesome. Yeah, like she's only in the movie for like two seconds, but she's the CEO running the show. Yeah, <laughs> and she's so funny and so good at it. And like Santa's off in his cabin, like tinkering, and she's actually like making sure yeah. everything's working. So like that was also like a very fun concept that I would have found interesting for uh, a movie as well. Oh, also, there's a small Easter egg 
<laughs> at one point, the boss at the news station calls Edwin into his office to like ream him out for being boring. And at one point he says, the only reason I keep you around is because I'm married to your sister. And there's a picture of him and his sister. And it's just Peter Scolari in a wig. In a wig. <laughs> It's so, so funny. funny. It's such a tiny detail, but it's so funny. We also had a shout out because they mentioned the Lion King. Yep. They love the Lion King in these. They love the Lion King. All right, Val, should we take off our scarves? Uh, and our later Go by the fire. Our leader. <laughs> Sit by the fire. Yeah, make some some naky s'mores. <gasps> Nike s'mores, we're we're riding Santa's sleigh. No, we're riding that. What's that car? I know thing? they're like convertible. They're SUV, <laughs> Santa util utility vehicle. Yeah, <laughs> which is a, not an SUV. It's a convertible. <laughs> I know, silly. <laughs> well, we're naked, um, and we're celebrating Christmas. It's cold out, just like the pagans. Um. <laughs> Welcome to Spoiler City, where we tell you the synopsis of the movie. Ho, 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 lights up. It's three days before Christmas, and this is taking place in Los Angeles, California. The weatherman says it's going to be hot for the next three days, you all. Uh, so we're expecting a very dry, very boring, very sunny Christmas. We meet mom, dad, and brother, and Allie is our protagonist here. Um, she calls her best friend, Sam, to say they're invited to Blake's Christmas party because they want to be popular. And then I wrote, his party is on Christmas Day. Very weird. What? Yeah, there's a few like little plot hole things where you're like, this timeline doesn't add up. Mm -mm. But Blake, the the crush of the school, is having a party on Christmas Day, and they are they are wanting to go. She's talking to her parents, and Allie really wants rollerblades for Christmas, and her brother Joey really wants a video game for Christmas. And we then see her at school where she is not great at school. Like, she is good. She's one of those people where, like, if she applied herself, she'd be smart. But she does not apply herself. So she gets called on, and she's like, what was your – the teacher was like, what's your creative writing thing on? And she basically improvises, like uh, – A really interesting story. A really interesting story <laughs> of Shakespeare, like, being in modern times. Very cool. But we find out that that she, it, the, like, the next day has a paper due. So then they are riding home from school on their bikes, and they get – they take a shortcut to get home, but they end up lost in the woods instead. And it's been an hour, and they're like, where are we? And they stumble upon this, like, cab cabin in the woods. They, like peeking through the window and they're about to ding dong ditch this old man um, who's working on something in the garage because Allie is a troublemaker and he throws this item out the window. So they get, they don't end up ding dong ditching him. And so instead of like leaving, she grabs the item that he had thrown out the out the open front door, which is kind of like an oval thing that has like a little leg, kind of like a tiny little spaceship, tiny little rocket ship thing silver mechanism she doesn't know what it is but she takes it she's like it must be important and then we meet mom's catering partner so mom we find out like owns and runs a catering company so she's got a lot of orders to fill since it's the three days before christmas and she's figuring everything out for christmas eve and christmas day and the the brother complains about the aunt and uncle coming into town so we just kind of see more family dynamic here Allie comes home and her and Sam like run to her room and they turn on the machine and we find out it's a weather machine. So they created clouds and it started raining in her room. They turned it the other way and it, there was a an earthquake, which was felt by everyone. And then she turns it the other way and it starts to snow. And this is where we have our like conversation of like, if she makes it snow in LA, then they don't have to do the project. And then they can decide, they have two extra days to decide what to wear to Blake's party. And so they're like kind of talking about like what they should do. So it's on her table. Mom walks in. They cover it really quick. And she's like, what did you do to your bedroom? <laughs> and she's like, oh, um, and mom's like, you need to mop up this water. Like you need to clean up. Like it actually like ruined her room. So then they're like, no, we'll take care of it. And they run out. And then mom's about to like take the sheet off of the machine. And they go, no, 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 no. That's my laundry. I'll take care of it. Then mom leaves. So then they turn it on and put it outside. Then we uh, go to the North Pole where we see Mrs. Claus is talking to um, Santa Claus. And it's very interesting that three days before Christmas, he would be at their summer cabin. 
a very interesting choice of the biggest day of the year, but uh, oh, I, I digress. <laughs> They're having a conversation and he's like, I don't know where the weather machine is. Send in the elves. So the elves are Sparky and Crumpet and they try to convince uh, they, he, Santa wanted two different elves, but they couldn't be there. So she sent these two. So they're trying to get like Santa to be more technology friendly since we're in the new millennia. So she sends the two of those elves. They use their Santa utility. I think it was like Santa utility delivery vehicle or something, but they just didn't have the D in there mm. as an SUV, but it was a convertible. Ha 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 ha. Dad calls and yells at Allie for not being good at school. And he's in San Francisco, so he works in tech. So he flew from LA to San Francisco. So he's not home, but he'll be home on Christmas Eve. And then it starts snowing. So it's like actually like picking up in the atmosphere and it is starting to snow. The elves are on their way to California to fly to meet Santa. And they're in their little funny convertible and the elves need a piss stop because he has to pee. And he's like, dude, just hold it. And he's like, why does the compass say east? We're not going east. And he goes, that's the fuel gate. Did you not put gas in it? And he goes, oh, no. And then they fall and then they're like plummeting. But then these umbrellas pop up. It's a very funny moment. Um, they're very funny, so the, the two of them. They are two. They're they're they work really well together. They were great. So then they start walking to Santa once they're on the ground. And then the news guy is reporting snow. So we have Edwin. He's reporting snow. He's like, this is insane. Like, how is this happening? And Santa sees the snow and he immediately knows like someone took this. Something is happening. Um, so I wrote Edwin is sciencing about the snow. <laughs> so he's doing like a lot of like Google searching and things like that to figure out like where's the storm center. And it's not moving, which is weird. Right. It's just staying over L.A. So the boss yells at him, says he's boring. And then this is where we see the picture of he's married to his sister, Linda, which is why he has the job. But he has one more chance. Like he can't mess this up, but he needs to like pick it up. So it snowed so much that school is closed. So Allie kind of got her wish. She doesn't have to go to school. She's got two more weeks to write this paper. She has time to figure out what she's going to wear to Brad's party. And Edwin is now like, I'm going to figure out the source. I'm going to figure this out. So one of the funny parts of the movie is uh, since they're in L.A., um, they don't have sleds. So mm -hmm. we see a montage of like all of these L.A. people enjoying snow for the first time. And so they're they're sledding on like inflatable whales and like, mm -hmm. like pool, trash can lids. Pool toys. Yeah. Pool toys. Very, very funny. Mm -hmm. And none um, of them have then, like proper winter gear. Like they're all in like four mm -hmm. jean jackets. <laughs> Julie Sam literally wears like a, like a jacket and one scarf. And yeah. she's like, I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the elves show up to Santa. Santa's really upset that it's these two elves because they're like, they're doofuses. They're doofuses. And before we see more of that context, mom gets a phone call that dad's flight is canceled. So he's not going to make it to Christmas Eve. And mom, we overhear her saying that she can't find the rollerblades that Allie wants. So it's just like all of these like negative things are happening because of the snow, because everyone's going crazy. And it's like doomsday, like all these people in L.A. are like buying things so they can't find anything. And then there's people who can't travel. You've never driven in snow, things like that. Be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. So they were looking around for clues to figure out if they could find out who stole the machine. They were looking, looking, looking. And then he like pulled up the trash can lid that was on the ground. And that's when he says, what's this? And he goes, oh, I know it's a trash can lid. <laughs> Very funny. But they find a shoe print. And so the two elves are like, oh, we can like use this technology to be like this shoe print, blah, 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 blah. And Santa's just like, I already know that like this shoe print is a size seven and I know that there's 1900 girls in LA who wear this shoe size and we're just going to go through the naughty list. And so it was just like really cool that Santa just like knows. And uh, it was very funny too. Cause they were like, Oh, we can figure out the naughty list. And he's just like, no, I like just know these things. <laughs> and he has it written down on a little scroll. Mm -hmm. So Allie and Sam are like hanging out at their house. And uh, Sam is like sad because Allie was like, well, my dad's not going to make it home for Christmas. And she's like, oh, well, at least you have a dad kind of situation because we find out that Sam's dad died when she was very young. So she is raised by a single mom who um, works in in a hospital, which I think this was one of Allie's better moments of like being that person of like, do you want to talk about it? Because a lot of friends would just be like, oh, that's sad. Do you want to play Barbies? You know, so, <laughs> so I thought that that was like very courageous of her, which I think shows that she is a good person. Mm -hmm. It's just like 
took her going through the situation to like realize that herself. Totally. There's another moment at some point where she also is like, I'm only saying this because I'm like anxious or something, you know, like she's very like self-reflective. Mm-hmm. Like she's not, she's not unself-aware. She's just gets mm-hmm. caught up in her own stuff sometimes. Yeah. You know, there are some times where she like some things that she says to Sam are a little like, mm, and I think, it's just the writing. Like, I think that they could have just picked better lines for her. I don't think that it, like, this character in this world would say some of those things. Um, but no. I think it really had to do with the writing. Yeah. I think it was unfortunate that Sam and her mom were both kind of, like, tools in this story mm-hmm. more than they were, like, human beings. Yeah. Like, there's another moment, which you may get to, but, like, where her mom, like, has to try and go to work. And it's like very dangerous, but she like has to go anyway. And you just found out that her dad is dead and you're like, what? <laughs> like they're just right. going to send. And there's this horrible moment where they zoom in on Sam's face. And I was just like, this is heart wrenching. But like, this is yeah. not about them. It's like Allie noticing this. That's like important right. in this story. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. No, you're good. So then um, they like kind of like tinkered with the machine because Allie's like, all right, like there's enough snow. I don't have to go to school. We're going to stop it. Everything's fine now. Like we don't need more snow. We just needed it for one day. I'm going to turn it off and then everything will melt and we'll be back to normal. Then we see like mom was working really hard. And so the kids, um, because now it's Christmas Eve, it's the day it's Christmas Eve. Um, where they usually get a tree, which was, this was my other thing, like of my like plot holes of like, who doesn't get a tree until Christmas Eve? I know that it's a tradition for some, for some families, like my Bobcha, we didn't put it up until like the second week of December as someone who is like literally obsessed, could not imagine. I could (laughs) not imagine put my, putting my tree up that late. Cause I, I want my tree up for as long as possible. Yeah. I think that like the way, so now with like Michael's family, the tree, they get the tree before, but like we don't decorate it until everyone is there. And that was, which more I think less, that's awesome. You know, put, yeah. put the lights on, but like, we're going to decorate it together as a family or this or that, but like, yeah. you're not going to get a live tree until the day before. I that's what can't. I used to do with my, like, cause, cause it was a thing for all of us to go and get the tree together. And we weren't together until like until the, the day or two before. I can't imagine. <laughs> it's going to be a thing for my family to go on November 1st. <laughs> there you go. My so. non-existent family. <laughs> uh, okay. So then the kids, because mom was working really hard and they were sad that, that dad wasn't going to make it home, um, that they couldn't get a tree that day. They put lights on a cactus, which was very super cute. And then they roasted marshmallows together and they're like, we've never even used the fireplace because we've never had to. Um, so this is a cute little moment. They all go to bed. They wake up the next morning and the machine had turned on magically overnight and it's an even bigger blizzard. Um, They couldn't get it to turn off. There's no way. So now she's freaking out because like this wasn't supposed to happen. She was supposed to wake up to sunny skies. Then we we find out that Sam is going to stay with them for Christmas Eve because her mom works at the hospital and there's an even bigger blizzard and they're understaffed and, you know, her mom has to go in. And Lizzie McGuire's mom was like, please stay like don't do this. And she's like, I have to, which is claps for our healthcare workers now during a pandemic, because it, it, a lot you of don't this, have to be there. And you are this, a lot of this hit me like very hard because it felt very similar inside. Yeah. Very like, mm-hmm. like we're not prepared for this. Like it just yeah, keeps getting very worse. Stay in a weird yeah. Way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Brings out the worst in everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So Sam is going to spend Christmas Eve with them. Um, And Sam, I don't know if I mentioned this, lives right across the street. So then Edwin has Googled enough to figure out where the storm is originating from. He is like, dink, 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 like pulled in so far, which is so funny because on the map, it's still just like Los Angeles. (laughs) Um, It's not like, you know, Burbank or Hollywood. It's just Los Angeles. Number two, Central Street. It's like, all right. Um, So then we get the phone call from dad and he's not going to make it home for Christmas because uh, all the flights are canceled into LA because of the snow and, and none of the extended family is coming. So it's like this big, like everyone's like really sad now because no one's going to be there for Christmas. So Christmas is not going to look like the way that it's supposed to. We see that Los Angeles on the streets is just completely broken. Of course, (laughs) Um, they don't have plows. People are freaking out. Cars are stuck. And somehow there is a man with a snowmobile. I don't want that. Like another one 
one of those like little potholes of just like, <laughs> where did this come from? And Edwin was on his way to investigate the location of the where the storm was originating from. So he got out of his car because it was uh, stuck in traffic pushed the guy in the snowmobile off the snowmobile and then rides the snowmobile to where he was going. Sam and Allie fight about turning it off and then they go into her room and Joey is in her room, like about to climb through the window, uh, her little brother. And he's like, I know you hid my present out there. You always hide my presents in the flower bed outside. So I'm trying to sneak to see about my present. She's like, dude, it's not your present. He's like, I know it is. I know it is. And she's like, dude, no, it's not. Just don't come in my room. Don't go on the windowsill. So they now are fighting like brother and sister, like mom, mom, (laughs) brother, sister stuff. So then they're going outside and they're, oh, something that I missed uh, a through line here was that Santa and the elves have been looking for the girl. So, like, we see, saw a little montage of them kind of having these, like, catching the, like, naughty uh, children of um, someone was eating a chocolate when they weren't supposed to. Someone knocked the head off the snowman, um, like, things like that. And so they we saw, like, that little fun moment. So this whole through line, like, for the last, like, 20 minutes of the movie, movie that I had been talking, they've just been kind of, like, searching around town for the girl who has the size 7. Uh, Adidas something or other. Yeah. So they need to get to the garage because they need to find a way to turn off the machine. So they sneak out and Joey's like, mom, the girls are sneaking out. And she's mad. She's like, where are you going? It's a blizzard outside. And they're like, we're just going to the garage because we need to find a flashlight. And when they're in the garage, Santa and the elves are in the garage too, which was a spooky moment. But she, to prove that it's actually Santa Claus, he lifts soft facts about them. And another somber moment is Santa like kind of calls her out because it's, you have this CD and you listen to Ricky Martin and you wear the color purple all the time. But she's like, you could have looked that up, which sure. <laughs> I mean, now you can, but yeah. in 2000, no. <laughs> but then he was like, you're, you have a hard time being vulnerable. And, you know, and she's like, oh yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I do do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then she knows that it's Santa. And then before we cut back into the house, Edwin shows up at the house and interrogates mom. And he's like, oh, you want a contest um, where the weatherman comes to your house for a day? And she's like, this is weird. That's weird. But she still lets him into her house. It still lets him in. And it's like, she's like me, where it's just like, you're too nice to say no. So Santa tells them like why he threw it away. Cause they were like, why did you throw this machine away? And he created it as dun, 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 the ultimate Christmas present for a light snowfall to take a moment and be reminded of the magic of the Christmas season. Um, and that's kind of why he was creating it. And he just like, couldn't get something to work. So he threw it out. Uh, he had every intention of going back to go get it. Um, and so Allie apologizes to Santa clause and is like okay well how can we fix this so edwin is in the house snooping looking for the machine he's opening like all the doors he opens the bathroom door or whatever and then he opens the door to Allie's room and joey is on the floor of Allie's room holding the machine <laughs> and edwin steals it from him um because edwin was going to be the greatest meteorologist ever and he's going to be able to control the weather so joey didn't listen he went back and thought it was his present and he's like yeah dude take this from me this is horrifying i'm literally holding a snow machine not <laughs> knowing that Edwin was like a bad guy and so Sparky or uh Patrick Starr um so that they can sneak in the house and sneak upstairs without mom seeing ding dong ding dong Ditch's mom which man this lady opens the front door for anyone <laughs> I mean I know that was like a thing of the 2000s and then and, and pre like ring camera yeah but like she just opened the door all the time. It's very funny. Mm. So they run upstairs and they catch Edwin stealing. So then he he jumps off the roof and <laughs> lands in the snow so he doesn't get hurt. So they're like, we need to go after him. So then the elf Santa and then the girls are running down the stairs. Joe, he's like running up the stairs to like see what they're doing. And they're he's like, hey, yeah, I'm Santa. And he's like, <gasps> Um, and they're like, okay, we'll be back. Um, and then Edwin takes off on the jet ski. So he like he's kind of gone and then they're like running after him. And so he then crashes into the chocolate candy factory (laughs) and like flies off of the, the jet ski. I keep calling it a jet ski. It's a snowmobile. snowmobile. (laughs) He flies off of the jet ski and into a vat of chocolate, which would kill Um, him in real life, which would kill him. Um, (laughs) We saw it in Augustus gloop. Okay. You fall into chocolate. You're dead. He's essentially tarred and feathered. 
in this Basically, scene. Yeah. <laughs> but it's chocolate and then uh, cotton candy. Cotton candy? Yeah. So he like then um, they saw him crash or like they knew that that's where he ended up. So they are in the chocolate factory, like looking around and then they see chocolate footsteps. So they're like following the footsteps. And then Patrick Starr is standing there and he's like, oh, it's raining chocolate. (laughs) And so they look up and Edwin was like up above. And then I wrote hijinks ensue because they always do. And then he ended up in the box of cotton candy and they got the machine back from him. Then they steal him, too. Like, he comes with them. (laughs) So Santa is then, like, looking at the machine, trying to stop the storm. He's, like, checking everything. He's, like, I checked the rhombus square and the blah, 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 blah. And either Allie or Sam goes, did you check the batteries? And he goes, yeah, I checked the I checked the batteries. I used my my own battery. What are you talking about? And then he goes, oh, wait. We didn't have the right batteries when I was making it, so I used generic batteries. So he pops them open, puts in the Santa branded batteries, and it turns off. (laughs) Oh, my God. So he tells her that she's actually very smart, and then he gives her a lesson of, like, if you apply to yourself, you could be a good person. And he basically calls out Edwin for being a mean person. And that made him a snob. And so Santa's like, if you stop stealing and lying or cheating, like, I'll give you your heart's desire if you're not on the naughty list anymore because you're being a huge asshole. (laughs) And then Allie, like, whispers in Santa's ear before they head home. She's like, she asked him for a favor. We don't hear it. So then uh, they they end up back home. Uh, mom is apolo- apologetic. Like, mom is great. Like, this mom is awesome. Even though she works really hard and they, like, kind of give her some shit for it, um, she's really, really great. And so they're like, no, we can wait for dad for presents. And she's like, no, no, no. Like, I, you know, I, we didn't get you your big presents that you wanted, the rollerblades and things like that. But And they were like, no, we can, we can wait for dad. Like, we definitely, like, don't have to open them on Christmas Day. It's totally fine. And then a magical card pops on the Christmas tree and it's like, hey, your present is coming. And now, and then we hear me, me, me. And we look outside and dad's home. Um, And he's like, it was so weird. I couldn't get any flights because of the snow. But then these two guys, Crumpet and Sparky, were driving here. And so they drove him the like eight hours or six hours from San Francisco and very like super cute dad's home um i that is what Allie asked for she wanted her dad to be home for christmas and then we see like a little cutaway at the very end of edwin is teaching a meteorology class at the south pole but the best part about this class is that all of the meteorologists look like him so they're all really skinny high cheekbone like glasses, glasses men, bow tie. And yeah. so, like so so funny and that is the movie cute. I loved it. I loved it. No, I liked it too. I definitely thought it was really clever to have the like quote unquote villain be the logical conclusion of what Allie would have become. Yeah. If she grew up and I thought that there was a lot of metaphor in this movie for sure. Yeah. And whether it was like metaphor for us or metaphor for her, it was like a good amount of metaphor. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like shoved down my throat. No, it wasn't like super. That part of it actually wasn't super overt. Right. Like mm-hmm. it was it was sort of just there. Like mm-hmm. she basically what Santa says to her is like, you're bored. So you're acting out like you need to like find a way to like have an outlet and like use your brain and your like personality for good. And then basically what he says to Edwin is you're bored. So you're acting like a jerk. (laughs) It's the same exact thing. Um, And so he gives him an outlet. So I thought that was really clever. The other thing that I liked is that Santa exists in this universe, but two things are true. The kids on the naughty list still get presents and parents still take credit for giving presents to their kids. And mm-hmm. I think I liked both of those things. Like there's never an illusion here that like all of their presents are from Santa, which I think is a mm-hmm. very like, this is a very modern thing, but like it is kind of dangerous to like tell your kids that every single one of their presents came from Santa. Uh, yeah. It's very interesting because of privilege. Right. Just be careful that you're not saying Santa got me an Xbox and Tommy's wondering why he got, you know, socks, socks. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like the appreciation that your parents love you and know you really well and can get you yeah. the things that like they know you want. So there's that piece. And then I really liked 
that they explicitly were like, these are the girls on the naughty list who got these shoes from me last year, which means that like 2000 girls were on the naughty list and still got those Adidas shoes in the LA area, which is like Mm -hmm. a really cool thing to think about because like the concept of being naughty is not like a personality judgment. It's a, it's a, it's a reaction to a behavior, right? So like the whole point of this is like, Allie can become a better person. If if you're saying you are just a naughty person who doesn't deserve gifts, then like you are permanently naughty and there is nothing that you yeah. can do to become a better person. Right. Yeah, that's true. So I liked that. Like and I maybe that wasn't even necessarily intentional. It was just like functional for the story so that they could yeah. find her. But either way, I liked that that was the case. Yeah. The one thing that I did write at the very end was the ultimate Christmas present is being together. Yep. Presents. And that's why. I- the the Christmas is all about presents. Yep. Presents with a C. Presents. Uh, I think that was all the like sort of extra stuff. Yeah. Do you want to you want to go to bingo? I do. Um, all right. Um, welcome to bingo, where we have the bingo squares that you probably can't see right now, um, but we're going to read them off for you. OK, um, you can, as a reminder, play along when you watch the movie as well. Um, let us know your thoughts or don't. Um, <laughs> and we'll say our thoughts Wait, and you can listen behind your phone. Since you didn't do a song, I have one. Bingo bells, bingo (gasps) bells, bingo all the way. Oh, what fun it is to make a line on bingo today. Bingo bells, bingo bells, bingo all the way. Oh, what fun it is to drop through, line through our squares today. You walked so I could run. Oh my god! Um, okay, I will. I'm gonna start this week, Val. Okay. All right. In our top left corner, we have one hit wonder song. I don't think so. There was like a cover of a Christmas song at the beginning of the movie, but it didn't even register didn't, on Shazam. Yeah, I didn't register any music this no, time. No, it was mostly score. Yeah. Breaking the fourth wall, looking into the camera. No. Nope. Holiday theme. Oh, heck yeah. This is about as holiday themed as it gets besides Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, clunky metaphor. Uh, we've talked a lot about this already. We're just going to mark it. Yep. Parents who just don't get it. I don't think so. I think no, get it. they're pretty aware. Yeah. Mom's cool. Yeah. Cool, non-parent, adult. I think Santa qualifies. Santa, the elves, even her mom's assistant was kind of cool sometimes. Oh, yeah. Someone too famous for a TV movie. Uh, not at the time, I don't think. No, the weatherman? No. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he had been in stuff well before that. Like Bosom Buddies was like the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Peter Scolari. Cool. Uh, okay. Competition to resolve the central problem. No. Nope. A montage sequence. Oh, the naughty gals. Naughty gals, and then just like life in LA when it's snowy. Oh yeah, and the beginning too. There was sort of like a montage in oh, lieu of yeah. in lieu of narration. We found out oh, it was LA. Know, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, cliche villain. Yeah, I think that Edwin is a cliche villain. Yes. Clothes or items you owned. Man, I was trying so hard to find something. These girls were way too girly for me. I own nothing. Butterfly clips for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess I had butterfly clips too. But I was trying so hard to find something in their room or some piece of clothing. And I just, nothing. Mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60. This, I'm confused as heck. Because, like, I would have probably rated this a little lower. But Al loves this movie. And I have no idea what the general public thinks of this movie. But it's a holiday classic. And it's from the year 2000. So I'm going to say 55. 49. Oh, I was within one of getting back. Yeah, a lot of the ratings online, like, don't like this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm typically in middle of the road where I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like around where I typically rate around where the other people rate too. I think I would have rated this a little bit higher. Okay. I mean, I obviously did. Yeah. Uh, happily Ever After. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Cute fam playing in the snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost kissing. Not in the slightest. Didn't Santa and Mrs. Claus, like, kiss on the cheek? Oh, maybe. Also, you could definitely... They're, they were they were sexting. <laughs> they were, like, having... Like, That's kind of almost kissing. That's almost sexting. <laughs> right. I think we should change it for to almost sexting. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to mark it. Okay. Cool. Someone who became famous. Brenda Song. Yes, for sure. Betraying of one's real friends or values. I would say yes. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Your childhood crush? Nope. Not a single person in this movie. No. I would say that Crumpet's my crush now. (laughs) (laughs) He's hot. Uh, obviously bad special effects or stunts. Oh, so yeah. many. There were so many, too many to name them all. But yeah, it was so pretty- much um, powdery snow. Yeah. I mean, it was just both the practical and the like visual effects were just pretty bad on the whole. Yeah. Our DCOM square, DCOM stars square, Eric Von Detten, Kirsten Storms, Ryan Merriman, Kimberly J. Brown, or any Lawrence brother. Not today. Nope. Not today. Uh, but we had some future, like, who knows? Maybe yeah. Brenda Song will make uh, make her way in her here. way onto this list at some point. Mm-hmm. Musical number. Nope. I wish. <laughs> magic. Oh, yeah. Oh, about as magic as it gets. Someone says the title of the movie. Oh, yeah. Multiple yeah. times. Yes. I think three. Yeah. And literally, like, it's the last line of the movie. <laughs> yeah. This is the ultimate Christmas present. Scooby Dude. Yeah. Yes. There's even youths in a warehouse. Youths in a warehouse. <laughs> the heroes create the problem. Yup. I mean. <laughs> uh, lead is a fish out of water. No. No. Val. No. We got one bingo. We did. Yeah. Which one? Our middle line. Clothes are items you owned. Rotten Tomatoes 49. Happily ever after. Almost kissing and someone who became famous. Wow. You know, that is a line that we get quite often, but I'm not mad at it. No, it's a good line. It's a good line because there are times where like if there's not almost sexting, then like we won't get it, you know? Right. And that was the key to this. So we're happy about some Santa kink for this movie. Um, all right. Well, welcome to the game, Val. Very last part of our podcast. I always put on a game for you. Val, this game is called What is Your Ultimate Christmas Present? Ooh. Um, so I'm so we're gonna we're gonna talk about one of our favorite gifts we've ever gotten, one of our least favorite gifts we've ever gotten, and what's a gift that you would be like, oh yeah, I want that right now. Oh okay. I'll give you a second to think. I'll talk about um, I'm gonna go, let's go least favorite first so that we can get the negative out of the way um this is not my least favorite gift i've ever gotten but it's the one that sticks out in my mind of like thinking about like santa being real okay so as a, as a preface santa uh would lay all of our presents out where we put our stockings so my family okay my sister would get a section of the couch i would get a section of the couch my mom would get this chair my dad would get that's this how spot. michael's mom does it yeah and so we like lay our stockings so we would wake up and santa like came and put all our presents by our spot we also did get some presents from mom and dad so it wasn't everything but it was like some stuff um i did always bring up the fact to my parents where i was like but why do lauren and michelle's santa gifts come wrapped like why does santa wrap their gifts but santa doesn't wrap ours i asked it every year and they're just like, well, Santa does it for some kids. And I was like, that is not fair. I want mine wrapped. <laughs> Wait, I like that they didn't wrap them. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never, ever heard of that, ever. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. So one year, Santa got me overalls. <laughs> and I was like, why did Santa buy me overalls? Like, what? And they were not, like, cute overalls. They were, like, ugly overalls. <laughs> Now here I am. I wore overalls to work yesterday and I'm like, can Santa give me overalls again? Because (laughs) (laughs) mama needs some overalls. (laughs) Um, But I will always have that stick out in my mind. And that's when I started turning of like, 
that was not on my list. Why did Santa give me overalls of like, oh, this is, you know, and it was my mom saw them and she was like, oh, you know, cute, she'll probably yeah. like these. I didn't, but um, they also didn't fit. They oh. were very old man on a farm overalls mm-hmm. and not like, oh, I'm, you know, cute and quirky wearing a turtleneck with this. So that was my one of my least favorite gifts, like not least, but like least in my mind, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I think probably the worst Christmas gift. So there was one year that my mom got all as seen on TV. No. Yeah. And some of them were okay. Like she got this really nice, um, like zippable Snuggie. That's like, uh uh, it's like a, true like comforter that you can like wrap around yourself and it's so warm and cozy so like that was fine but she got like a bump it (laughs) (laughs) oh my god did you wear the bump it no i wouldn't even know i need to see you in a bump it (laughs) i wouldn't even know how to use it like oh my god i'll teach you how (laughs) I don't even know where it is now, but she got me. I can do my hair without the bump it. Like that's how it was like I didn't need the bump it. I used to do that with like my little poof, like my bangs. Right here. Yeah. But um I never had enough hair for it to be a bump it. So anyway, it's so funny. Um, that's hilarious. How old were you? I was an adult. I was like Yeah, you had to have been in like yeah, I was probably like at least. Yeah. It was somewhere like early mid twenties, like somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, it was very funny Christmas. Amazing. I love that. All right. What Val, what's one of the better gifts that you've been given? What is like the best gift? So the thing that comes to mind, it's probably not literally the best gift that I've ever gotten, but my dad every single year would get me a stack of DVDs or, or VHSs before DVDs. Mm -hmm. And it was just this special thing. A lot of times it was like movies that he really liked that he wanted me to watch and like watch with him. Um, Sometimes it was movies that we'd already watched together and really enjoyed whatever. But basically like my dad and I have always, since I was a very tiny kid, shared a love of movies and watched movies together. And so it always felt special to me that he was getting me like he was sharing the thing that we loved together oh, with me on Christmas. It's the most meaningful gift. Yeah. So even when it was like a movie, I didn't really like it. Like it yeah. didn't matter because that wasn't the point of it. Um, mm-hmm. It was just that he was sharing this thing that we both love. Nice. Well, then I'll say my version of that because I like that better. Of every year, um, my mom gets me and my sister and then my two cousins who are like basically like my sisters because I grew up with them. We lived down the street. Um and we all do Christmas together. Um, but she gets us an ornament every year. Aww. And so then we have enough ornaments, you know, after how many yeah. years to like decorate our own trees. Oh, that's so. Um, yeah, that's definitely one of the like things that that is like really nice um, that my mom does for us, which is fun. And it's fun to see like my mom went to Barcelona one year. So like she came back and like it, the, the it was from Barcelona and like the year we went to Disney, she got us all Disney ones. And, <laughs> um, that's cool. So. Yeah, definitely, like, very, um, it's a cute tradition for us, definitely. Nice. If you could get any one gift right now, Val, what would you get? Oh, dear. Mine would be an entire new wardrobe. Like, I would love, like, keep the pieces in my closet that I like and get rid of a lot. And just, like, new jeans, new shirts, new, like, everything. Because I feel like my style doesn't represent, like, how I feel about myself. It's fair because I don't have the money to dress like how I want to dress. <laughs> fair. Um, I think that, so this is another thing about me. I like experiences. So like Michael and I don't yeah. really give each other gifts on Christmas. Uh-huh. We just like, especially this year, cause we're going on our honeymoon next week. Like we were just like, Woo! let's just spend money on, in, in, on yeah. yeah. On the honeymoon, like on the experience, Of course. Um, which by the way, we are going to Hawaii and we are staying Yay! at the Disney resort. <laughs> We love it. Hey, you got to do it. We've you got to. Yeah. Mikey E's a big Disney fan. He is. Um, so uh, I think that if I could have any gift, like money is no object, time is no object, I would get a trip 
to every destination that I have ever wanted to go to and the time to go and really like soak it in and have the experience and then just be able to come back and live. I love that. Um, All right. Thanks for playing, Val. The gift I really want is for all of you to tell one friend about decommentaries. And that'd be great. And for you to leave us a five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please. Thank yeah. you. Next episode is uh, Xenon the Sequel. <gasps> Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I'm excited too. That's I haven't seen one. that one in ages, so I'm excited. Yeah, to see all that. I know is that Protozoa is back, baby. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, wow, thanks for celebrating your holidays with me, Val. Uh, anytime, you are always welcome to uh, <gasps> celebrate with my family in the future. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, Happy holidays in January, everyone. Christmas never dies. (laughs) Never. It is eternal. Eternal. Bye, Val. Bye, Al. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash decommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at decommentaries. Decommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Allie.